Hey guys, welcome back. It's Sarah and Narelle, your hopeless, not truthless Bravo recappers from the North. Please help us be a little bit less hopeless and a little more truthful by hitting that follow or subscribe button. Or if you really want to make our week, give us a five-star rating wherever it is that you're listening to us. We appreciate all of you so much. You can also follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at HopelessNotTruthlessPod and talk to us there. Narelle, I saw some Atlanta gossip on Twitter. Oh, okay. Spill. Give me the deets. Okay, rumor has it. They're only going to bring back three of the current housewives. <gasps> I can't even guess. I don't even know where to begin. Okay, first of all, I need to know how trustworthy is the source. Well, that's up for debate, but... Okay, all right. Is it like a blind item or was it an actual article? I believe there was some sort of reference or source, let's say, okay. but... I don't, I don't know, but I believe it. It's so believable to me. Yeah, I think it needs to happen. But I'm also simultaneously quite surprised. So if we are to assume that it could be real, who do you think it is? I have a feeling Kenya's not coming back. So I think she's out. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit last season because she wants another baby. Yes. And she kind of shot all over production. Mm Mm-hmm. On Carlos King. So I think her bridge is burned. What do you think about Candy? Candy's worldwide. She's got way too many things going on. I would not be surprised if she just doesn't have the bandwidth to do another season right now. She's a tricky one for me because I think part of her is addicted to it. That title of long, longest reigning housewife. Well, I think she really likes the accolades and the attention that all of her other business ventures get through it as well. Like being a housewife brings her a lot of notoriety. So that would be the biggest reason why I think she might come back. But I Mm -hmm. guess maybe deep down, I'm just hoping for a really big shakeup. Like, I don't know if I don't know if I want her to come back, honestly. Was that bad? Yeah, like maybe on a friends of basis. Yeah. That would be yeah. better for her. She basically was that last season anyway. That's that's the thing. She basically was. I do wonder if Marlo's coming back because I think she got a very purposely good edit last season. Yes. I think she will definitely be back. So then who else does that leave? I mean, well, Sheree. Sheree. She'll be back. She has to come back, right? <laughs> she Yeah, yeah. She will insist on coming back, I think. She'll come back even if she's not invited. That's right. Who else is there? (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well, that says a lot. Yeah. Who are we forgetting? Like, who are we forgetting? Boring people, apparently. Oh, what's her face? The singer, Drew. Oh, 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 oh. I'm trying to forget her. You know what? Actually, oh, she'll be back. You think Drew's gonna come back? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. I feel like I'm gonna go out on a limb. Okay, whoa, whoa, Sarah, prepare yourself. Prepare to catch me because I'm gonna go out on a real big limb here. <laughs> things are firing in my brain right now, and things are like I'm making connections. I'm putting my tinfoil hat on, my Craig tinfoil hat. Hit me. What if Nini comes back? Oh, Narelle. No, now, no. Listen. Hear me you out, can't. Sarah. You listen. cannot tease me like listen. this. Listen, listen, okay? Just listen. 
Recently, mm-hmm. Nini and Bethany were getting together to do some kind of joint venture podcast thing. Mm-hmm. And then it was either on Watch What Happens Live or during BravoCon, Andy, somebody asked Andy about Nini coming back. And Andy specifically said, listen, my heart is open to everybody. He basically made it seem like I'm not saying no. And then after that, apparently, Nini went ahead and deleted everything with her and Bethany off of her (laughs) socials. (laughs) Okay. Love that. Love that. I do know. Like, there are some court issues between Nini and Bravo. Right. Okay. I have a little tidbit for you. But Vicky also had some kind of... And she came back. So I'm just saying, if they're going to do a big Atlanta shakeup, maybe they're going to bring Nini back. I can hear it. I'm back, honey. Right? Oh, Oh my God. God. Okay, what was your tidbit? I have, yeah, my little tidbit is allegedly Nini recently started following Bravo on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Yep. And they followed her. Now, (gasps) I don't know. I don't know if they were always following her, though. Like, I don't, how long have they been following her? Right, right, right. Dang. I like to think that they both just started following each other. I don't know. That's interesting. There's potential there, I think. Maybe that would be a huge shakeup. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like what? You, <laughs> you could not shake up anymore. That's no. like, no. Tsunami level shakeup. I mean, who would Nini be friends with? This is the thing. I don't know. I don't know if she has any friends. Maybe she would bring somebody on with her. Mm. Some kind of ally. I I think her and Sheree are okay. I'm not sure. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, my God. Now I'm excited. Bring it on. Nini would eat Drew up and spit her out. Oh, my gosh. I want to see Nini and Marlo. Oh, yeah. I think they're still friends. Are they? Yeah, but I have a feeling like they were only really friends because Marlo was always the friend of and Nini's kind of guard dog, if you will. So things that dynamic would change. For sure. I mean, that could just be the shakeup that uh, Atlanta needs. So Definitely. Needs something. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited now, too. And that's bullshit because it's ages away. It is. Yeah, I also heard they're not going to start filming until early, maybe late winter, early spring 2024. Okay, that's bullshit. Mm. Mm-hmm. Why are we even talking about it? <laughs> such a good tease (laughs) every time i've heard them say like oh we're not gonna start filming until summer 2024 and then all of a sudden i look at the schedule and i'm like what you're coming like you've already filmed and you're start like the show is starting december 2023 how did this happen they never keep to their schedule no and that's what they did with beverly hills yeah and we were shocked we're like oh shit beverly hills is starting and right now we're like in a total panic because there's like 50 fucking shows too many all right at now. once yeah way too many but anyway speaking of beverly hills i think we should just get into this episode because we got a mm, it's a juicy a one lot to talk about name them name them name them name them Let's do it. Let's go. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Season 13, Episode 4, Elevator. 
I do not think that's an appropriate name for this episode because all I have been saying all week long is name them. Name I know. <laughs> elevator. Who gives a fuck about the the elevator part at this point? No, exactly. I think name them. I mean, that's going down in housewife history. That's a, a classic saying now for everybody. Definitely. So starting off the episode, there we've got Dorit calling PK and Kyle's calling Mo. They're still at the hotel. Something about Kyle asking Mo for the girl version of his dinner date with PK just totally reminded me of you with your husband, you and Troy. Oh. I can oh. so see you doing that. <laughs> yeah, I have to on a daily <laughs> basis. Like, why are some men like that? I don't get it. Like, what happened at work today? The biggest, juiciest gossip <laughs> could have happened. And he's like, nothing. Like, for fuck's his sake. His business had, like, a violent takeover, and <laughs> he's losing his job. And you're like, so how is work? And he's like, it was fine. Yeah, and I'll hear it from somebody else. And I'll, uh-huh. <laughs> you fucking asshole. Okay. But mainly what I was thinking during these scenes with Dorit and PK and Kyle and Mo was, why are we seeing, like, why are we seeing Dorit show PK the theater and the barbecue at this hotel when we have a housewife who we're not seeing anything about at all. And I think we all know the housewife I'm talking about. It's Crystal. Why is she even on the show right now? These are all scenes. This is all time that we could be getting to know Crystal and seeing Crystal. Why is she here? This was her friggin' birthday weekend. And like, if you blink, you miss her. Who's Crystal? Like, seriously? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Seriously, you're right. I mean, Crystal seems like a pretty nice person, but mm-hmm. maybe that's the issue. Like, she is a nice person pretending she isn't sometimes, I think. And there's just something very unappealing to watch about her because nothing... I don't know her. I don't know her. I don't know you, Crystal. But is that her or is that her edit? Maybe. I've heard her on podcasts say that a lot of her interesting stuff has gotten edited out. And she hey, herself has said, on. I've been edited into a boring person. Do you really think Bravo editors would edit out <laughs> really interesting stuff, Crystal? <laughs> Come on. I do. They have edited out a lot of things like mm. that we would have loved to have seen over the years have been edited out. So I wouldn't be surprised whatsoever if that was true but also I feel like that's something a boring person might say (laughs) (laughs) she just honestly gets swallowed up by all the other housemates and I understand this is a lot of personalities going on here uh we need like a crystal and honestly a a garcelle I kind of categorize these two in the same same boat um yeah we do need that but at least garcelle offers a little bit more like integration into the group. Crystal just seems like an outsider. Like she doesn't have any connections with people in the group. She does. I mean, to the point that it was almost weird watching her go for lunch with Erica. Oh, it was like, so weird. That's an interesting pairing. And even during that lunch, all they did was talk about Erica. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> she asked some really good questions though. And we got some interesting answers from Erica. So maybe that is more a role that she could lean into, like the information gatherer. We kind of need somebody like that on the show. Mm. Meanwhile, during their lunch date, we've got Garcelle and Sutton. They're going on a gondola date. 
And they're discussing the conversation from that morning about Garcelle's feelings regarding the women and her family and how she just she's not really loving um, or she's not trusting the other women. <laughs> Something about them trying to have this like serious conversation while this fake Italian gondola man is like serenading them. Uh, it's just, it's given me big Sarah and Narelle vibes because <laughs> I feel like this is something that would happen to us. We would both be terribly hungover and we'd be like, let's just, let's go for a walk. And then we'd be like, oh, you know what? I could really go for a rest. Hey, let's go on a gondola ride and we'll just chill. You know, let's, let's rehash what happened the night before. And this man would just be like aggressively serenading us as we're like trying to talk to each other. Literally one of my favorite parts of this episode. I loved him. He was working hard for his 15 minutes. And at I think he deserves um, a Bravo award at this point. I hope they gave him a big tip. <laughs> he was so entertaining. I loved, I loved this dynamic. And then finally, we've got the last pairing, which is Dorit and Kyle. And they're going out for lunch. And they... Sh- Sarah... <laughs> I don't know why I find this annoying, but I did. They share a tuna sandwich and a salad. They share that for their lunch. Let's keep in mind, Dorit had been drinking the night before. Is that really what you want to do? And as they were walking up to the restaurant, they were both like, I'm so hungry. Like, I could eat so much. I'm so hungry. I'm starving. Let's get here. I got to eat. And then I'm like, you guys order a tuna sandwich? And then did you see the way Dorit was eating the sandwich? I I didn't, but I kept hearing about it. It's like she's never eaten a sandwich before in her life. (laughs) I mean, there's a first for everything. She's broke now, right? True, true. (laughs) Tuna sandwiches are the way to go when you're broke. So get used to it, Dorit. Over the delicious tuna and the salad, they're discussing Kyle's recent lifestyle changes and her marriage and relationship breakdown with Mo. Oh, Narelle, I know I have been ranting and raving about this like all week to you. This was the fakest shit I have ever seen. Kyle has told Dorit exactly what to say, what to ask. All in an attempt to like set her up to perfectly lay out her story. You can see they have talked about this. And honestly, it was very similar to the vibes I got when they were in the car. How are you and Mo? Come on. Come on. You're not fooling me. I think Dorit is the only one Kyle is close to. Dorit's a supporting actress at this point. But Kyle is a terrible actress. Terrible. I think Dorit did a better job than Kyle did in this instance. Like Definitely did. Supporting actress Oscar nomination for sure. But I didn't buy it either. It felt like they'd already planned this conversation for sure. And you can tell when Kyle is lying because it it just looks so fake. It's yeah. so rehearsed. I don't know what exactly it is about her, but it, there's even a look in her eye where it's so contrived. Anyway... So why do you think everyone is struggling so hard with Kyle's new lifestyle, like the being sober and her fitness fanatic lifestyle? Yeah, I was not loving a lot of these comments like Garcelle. I miss the old Kyle. Yeah. Sutton says, you know, Kyle's having a midlife crisis. A Dorit, too. One of her besties. I I don't know. I think maybe it makes them feel guilty for drinking or 
maybe they're genuinely worried about her. The other thought I had is Morgan Wade is sober. Maybe Mm -hmm. they know this. And it's just Kyle being influenced by someone else yet again. So it's not really for herself. And they're like, what's going on here? Like, you know, what do you think? I can't help but wonder. There are a couple of things that aren't really being talked about that have gone on in Kyle's life. One of which I believe, and I could be wrong on the timeline here, but very recently to filming this, I believe she lost her best friend. Mm-hmm. Right. So part of the reason I believe she's, when she's referencing how Mo wasn't there for her, I feel like that might have been around the time where she started to lose faith in her marriage because her husband wasn't there. Like, I imagine me losing you the way that her friend went, and yeah. I would that would be life-changing for me. I might look at my life and really start examining like, oh my God, I have to start making some changes here. And then the other thing that I kind of wonder about, because Kyle wasn't a raging alcoholic, Mm -hmm. there was no uh, part in her life where people might have said like, oh my God, Kyle, you need to cut back on drinking. She was a fun drunk that everybody enjoyed being around. So there's not a moment where you can look at a friend who decided to stop drinking but they haven't hit that like rock bottom point. Right. It's it's difficult to rectify that in your mind, I think, because let's look at, say, if Shannon Bedore from OC stopped drinking, mm-hmm. everybody would be like, good for you. That totally, is a very totally. good decision. Yes. Yes, you're right. When Kyle does it, it's a lot harder to accept that, I think, because they're like, why? Why? We want our fun, Kyle. I'm not. Why are you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know Kyle says she needs to be clear in every way right now. And I I appreciate that. I respect that. After her conversation with Dorit, I did get a feeling like she referenced Mo going on business uh, dinners all the time and events and parties and Mo loves his drink. Um, Mm. Is it a way for her to avoid those interactions with him? Is it because of Morgan? Is it because of the loss of her friend? Is it for weight loss? I'm sorry to say. Is it for working out? Is it all of those things? Probably. It could be everything. It is hard, even as a viewer, to watch Kyle, who used to be, you know, queen of the white party and queen of... She loved having big events, and now she's talking about, I don't want to go out and socialize. I just want to stay home and read. It doesn't track for me. Does it for you? There is something, I think, bigger going on mm-hmm. with Kyle in the background, which we're probably going to get to see as the season progresses. But yeah, for right now, I understand her friend's confusion and her friend's, not distaste, but whatever you want to call it, they don't. They're struggling to understand why she's making such big changes in her life. Like you said, I, I'm not loving the comments that they're making. It's not no, very supportive. It isn't. They're very judgmental. Yeah. But I think it's accidental. I think it's more of how they feel about themselves. Like they're more worried like, yeah. is Kyle going to judge us? And honestly, I do think that comes with the territory when you're sober and everyone else isn't. Mm-hmm. I mean... 
I, when I was pregnant, like I had a couple of friends, we'd go out and they would be drinking. And they're like, stop judging me. I'm like, I swear I'm not. You're like, I'm fucking pregnant. Yeah, I'm pregnant. <laughs> I'm pregnant, you know. I'm not judging you. I'd be you. right there with you. But it is interesting that people kind of do level up their paranoia around a sober person. So yeah. it could be that too, especially in Vegas, right? No, that's a good point for sure. I look back when I was dating my sober boyfriend, who was not sober for any alcoholic reasons. He was just sober for no, he had his own reasons. But I look back on every party I went to with him, everybody was always trying to get him to drink. There's mm. something about a sober person who isn't necessarily sober for reasons of addiction mm-hmm. that makes people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Interesting, interesting. Mm. Well, moving on from that very deep subject, <laughs> the ladies <laughs> are getting glammed and ready to go for dinner. They're going to go ride some bulls. So as soon as they sat down to dinner, Garcelle whips out another card game. Ah, uh, what was what? this? Okay, thank you. Like, it's giving brand new friendship to me like do these women even know each other why is it that every point that they sit down or that they have sat down so far in this season they have to whip out a card game it's like they have no ability to converse with each other without a prompt of some kind it was awful honestly i thought what is this like high schooler grade nine kids getting together like New in school, September 1st. Like, what the New hell? work colleagues. It's yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. It's very weird. And, and these women know each other, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Maybe Rena's absence is being felt in the group here. She was kind of the one to bring everyone together, if you really think about it. In a good way or in a bad way. Right, yeah. right. I guess now they just need something like a card game to get the conversation juices going, but it's getting to be a little, a little much. Uh, We do have the card game, though, to thank for the delusion of Erica and her theory about lions choosing stronger, or sorry, lionesses choosing stronger, younger lions. And then we get Dorit's confessional where she was like, Erica, you chose the oldest lion of the pack. <laughs> and she's like, I I chose my lion. <laughs> Her PK lion, like, at home eating his lays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That was so funny. Dorit is, I like Dorit this season. I'm so glad she's stepping it up. Speaking of Dorit, she pulls a card that asks at what point money stops making you happier? And have you reached that point yet? Like, are these custom made cards, Narelle? Like, hello, Erica. (laughs) Erica right away says, no. Dorit says, I know a handful of billionaires. I would not want to trade places with them. (laughs) As if. (laughs) Dorit. I bet you like to trade places with an actual millionaire, though. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we ain't buying this. Someone who could actually pay for that hotel suite that PK, like, rented and the dress that he, like, rented. Buy you the actual necklace instead of renting yeah. one? Yeah. You're not fooling us, Dorit. Yeah, we ain't buying your financial status, honey, okay? 
Uh, how did we feel about Erica sharing that she's stressed about all of her bills and feeling like she doesn't have enough money anymore? That was a little bit tone deaf, I think. Not gonna lie. I could probably live the rest of my life on what this woman makes in a year. Okay? So, Mm -hmm. not to mention the reason why she lost her wealth. We can't gloss over that, Erica. So, to hear you complaining about not having it anymore... I don't I'm not loving it they really have kind of glossed over it which mm-hmm. I'm okay with because we got so much of it last season but yeah she's saying it like that situation never occurred and I believe that she absolutely feels that way but yeah. there's there's something about her saying it to us the viewers the poor viewers while she's in her confessional, totally glammed up in her like hot pink Pepto-Bismol latex outfit with like the crystal tie, having her tell us about how stressed she is about her bills. Yeah. With her glam squad in the background. Exactly. She's like, I'll put it this way. I'm not out traveling. I'd love to say I took a vacation while we're watching her out for dinner in Vegas. We've got fucking Erica Jane out here wondering how she's going to keep her head above water and if she's ever going to own a home. So, <laughs> like, what hope do you and I have? My God, you know? I can't even go to the grocery store these days, okay? Yeah, it just it's tone deaf to me to see her even trying to compare, like, her struggle about, like, Oh, she kept mentioning the light bill, like the electricity bill, as if she's ever been poor enough to worry about that. No, no. The bills that she's worried about are like paying the dancer, the backup dancers to her Vegas show. Or, you know, she even mentions like paying for a bag. Like those aren't bills. Those are purchases that you're making in a very glamorous and excessive lifestyle. You're not worrying about your electricity bills, so don't play it off as if you are, because that's annoying. Very annoying, especially in this economy. Honestly, we're all suffering. Everyone. And I get that. Even rich people, they have had to make adjustments. I understand. Yeah, but bitch, she just took a private jet to Vegas. Exactly. And you're staying in a 15,000 or however big it, what was it? Square foot. Like bigger uh, than my suite? house. Okay. Well, way bigger. Bigger than five houses. Oh, 15,000. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Like, what the fuck? So, <laughs> give it a rest, babe. Give it a rest. Quit your bitch in Erica. Stupid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I gotta say. I was dying laughing watching Kyle and Sutton ride this bull in this bar. Okay. Mm, oh my God. Sutton yes. was horrible. But Kyle, there's there's something about her riding this bull. And you mentioned it a few episodes ago, like her walk. Oh, it's so <laughs> the way she like walked up to that thing. I'm like, okay, okay. Well, she was actually carried up to it. And flung onto it by the man. Yeah. But the way she walked up to the guy, I was just like, there's definitely something going on with Kyle here, for sure. <laughs> Things are changing. <laughs> is it a hemorrhoid? Like, why is she walking that way? <laughs> yeah, I think part of it has to be that she's not wearing heels anymore. She's wearing flats, but I don't mm-hmm. know. I just, yeah. Just very no, drastic. Honestly. Okay, so the next morning, the women are checking out and waiting for the elevator. And what are the odds, Narelle? 
all of a sudden, a couple of the men from the Magic Mike show are standing inside of it when the mm-hmm. doors open. <laughs> One of those guys is Erica's makeup artist's uh, boyfriend. So there you go. This wasn't an inside job, people. <laughs> I don't think it was. You don't? No, I don't. I oh, think it I was. Do. do you? I think there was a little texty poo sent down there to Mikey saying, <laughs> Yes, but how would you time that in like a big Vegas hotel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could it could just be coincidence. You but I loved right, it. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, I loved it too. <laughs> so Erica jumps at this opportunity, of course, to make Sutton apologize to them. And she kind of belittles her a little bit for running out during the show. Sutton is horrified. And she says Erica is putting words in her mouth. She just didn't like the spread eagle move that they did on stage. And she apologizes to them and says, you know, I'd love to come back and see the show again. And then as soon as the doors close, she turns to Erica. Really? You're going to put words in my mouth? I never said the show was shitty. Uh, Mm, Your behavior did, though. Sutton, you walked out, dude. Okay? Yeah. (laughs) Ma'am? Come on. Come on, Sutton. Come on. And I (laughs) got to agree with Erica. God gave her that moment. And she would have been nuts to pass it up. Lent be damned. I was applauding her. I would have done the same damn thing. If only to make a point to my friends, the dancers in the elevator, that what happened was rude and I was disappointed in my friends. I would have wanted to make it obvious to them. You guys did great. I'm sorry for my friends. Could she have done it in a more gentle way? Sure. Sure she could have. But that's boring. (laughs) So I support it. Sutton calls her out when they get in the van afterwards. And she says, that was really mean, Erica. Listen, I've seen a lot of things being said online that have made me wonder if my take on the situation was wrong. So I want to hear what you think. Did Sutton make what happened at Magic Mike a big deal? Or did Kyle make it a big deal? I think both things could be true. I think Sutton made it a big deal by walking out. I totally disagreed with the way she handled that. And I totally disagree with her in when she says, you made it a big deal. Because if nobody followed her, like any normal person, they would be very upset that they have no friends out there. Come on. Yeah, I do think that Sutton would have spiraled in a different way if nobody followed her. Definitely. So it's kind of convenient for her to be able to say, look, I wanted to leave by myself. You guys should have just let me cool down in the lobby. Mm-hmm. But I also do think Kyle made it bigger as well. So I think you're right. It was both of them. It's the only logical explanation because Kyle does make situations worse a lot. She <laughs> yes. is that type of person who cannot handle when someone else gets upset. Only she can kind of have these emotions unless yeah. it's a really sensitive issue. Especially if it's about somebody else's drama. Yes. Like she wants to insert herself into that drama and make that drama a big deal so that she doesn't really have to share. Yeah, yeah, yes. Bingo. So, you know, Erica points out how heated Sutton got in the lobby after she walked out. And Dorit replies that there have been countless times where Erica has gotten heated and lost her cool. Is this a double standard? Um, I mean, it's true. It's it it is true. I was shocked Dorit said that, though. Honestly, 
I was pretty shocked. So Kyle ramps things up again by raising her voice and leaning forward to say, we weren't going to leave you because you seemed unhinged. Our favorite word, Narelle. (laughs) (laughs) And she did seem unhinged. So Sutton breaks down and gets very tearful, which kind of surprised me. And she says she, you know, I feel terrible for ruining the night and for how she made the dancers feel, of course. I didn't totally believe her. But anyway, that's besides the point. I think she did feel embarrassed. I think she felt embarrassed. I don't think she was actually sorry for ruining anyone's night. (laughs) No, I think the tears were like embarrassment. Like she felt ganged up on, right? Yeah. Yeah. Dorit even went over at that point to sit beside her so that she didn't feel like she was being cornered. I know. Dorit is a sweet person, but I think she is also the last person Sutton wanted to have sit beside her. (laughs) In that moment, yeah. And, you know, Garcelle says after she sees Dorit go and sit down beside her, she's like, you know, Dorit, I wish she would have gone after her. And, you know, Dorit says she wishes she did too, because she did think Garcelle said the right things in the moment. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And Garcelle was like, well, how the hell do you know? You weren't there. This is such a typical Dorit play. (laughs) Holding on to anger because she's still mad about the Oliver conversation. And then assigning blame randomly and sporadically throughout any sort of situation. But the way she was like, I just wish you would have said this very specific thing. It's like, (laughs) bitch, you weren't there. Maybe I did say it. How how would you know? Yeah, that is very Dorit. So the ladies make it back to Beverly Hills, and we are over at Sutton's, and it's Miller time, baby. Indeed. Producers make a point of showing us that it is 1 p.m. as Sutton is pouring herself a giant drink. Like, that was a hefty pour mm-hmm. of gin, I think. It was gin. Oh, I can't do gin. I'm just assuming it's gin, because that's what you drink with grapefruit juice, I think, right? Or vodka. I I didn't take note. Kyle shows up later. Is it the same day? I don't know. uh, Sutton was in a different outfit. There's no way Mm. to know. But why did they show us the 1 p.m. when she was drinking part? Unless it was that Kyle was coming over later that night. Or do they just want us to know that she's a drunk that gets drunk in in the the middle of the afternoon? (laughs) I don't know. Could be either. So there's no way to know for sure that it was the same day. But I do know that Sutton seemed as if she was wasted when Mm. Kyle got there. Mm -hmm. Avi even tries to offer her water with lemon instead. But Sutton's like, nope, I'm having a cocktail. I had a real hard long day. Ordering groceries. It was it was brutal. So the subject of Vegas comes up, obviously. And Sutton is very upset by the elevator incident. Still, her imitation of Erica was... (laughs) Uh, That was something else. Then we find out in a confessional that Sutton has had a revelation after returning from Vegas. And that is that Kyle is not and never has been her friend. And I think Sutton has made a very clear choice that she's going to try and hold Kyle accountable for that. And maybe that's why she went into this conversation. She she was a woman with a plan. She, She had made up her mind. She was mm-hmm. going in hard on Kyle, and I don't think that's going to end, Narelle. I think Sutton is here to take Kyle down in her sobriety and workout regime and all of it. 
So things get testy pretty quickly. And then Kyle asks her, are you okay? And Sutton keeps telling her not to talk to her like that. Don't talk to me like that. And she's being really repetitive and defensive, but also super aggressive. Her mannerisms and the way her eyes are darting all around. It appears the cockies she had earlier have kicked in. And <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. I do not want cockies coming over into Beverly Hills. I, I, I have to. It's all I can think about now is Maricel. Since- yeah, but it they said it in friggin' Potomac as well. Oh, they did, didn't they? That's probably why you just came up with that in your brain. Yeah, no, it's not okay. I didn't like it in Miami. I don't want it in <laughs> Potomac. Do not bring it over into Beverly Hills, Sarah. Okay, <laughs> Leave okay. It. Leave it where it belongs. I cannot imagine our sweet, sweet Sutton saying the word cockies, okay? No, no. She wouldn't do that, so. Well, she did talk about burning her own clit off, so maybe... <laughs> she was <laughs> yeah with the vibrator yeah I I yeah. think I burned that out of my memory sorry now. to bring it back up again my bad <laughs> as if Sutton as if I, I don't believe any of it at this point in time no no like Kyle is triggered big time by Sutton's behavior and her aggression mm-hmm. and Sutton says to her you sometimes come in when you haven't even heard the whole story And Kyle says, I'm actually really offended that you say that. And by the way, beep you. You have a (laughs) habit of losing your shit in ridiculous circumstances, too. I don't think I've ever heard you say beep you before. (laughs) It's my new thing. (laughs) That's what it took to awake the beast in Sutton. The way her eyes narrowed and she like rears back and she just starts repeating. Name them. Name them. Name them. Over and over and over and over and you can see Kyle is like she's dumbfounded at this point she's like uh, uh, well you did uh, uh, name him name him but you, let me talk jesus and then she's like i honestly don't know if you are okay like are you okay are i would you be okay are you thinking the same thing oh, probably for, in that I'm, moment it seemed like Sutton was actually having a mental breakdown. And I, I'm not disparaging that, but it was, it was Like unhinged. she was stuck on a loop. Yeah. Name them. Name them. Name them. And the funny thing is, Kyle did name them. Quite a few of them, in fact. <laughs> yeah, she did. There was a handful of times where Sutton has reacted inappropriately. But I do think... Lots of them have. So I don't Mm -hmm. really agree with Sutton's feet being held to the fire in this season because of that. Because like I look at the way Erica. Oh, big time. You know, the dinner party from there's so many things that Erica did that were absolutely unhinged and so inappropriate. Exactly. Yeah. Kyle herself has had some pretty inappropriate reactions to things. But for some reason, she seems to be going after Sutton for this. She is. So why does Sutton seem to trigger Kyle so much? I honestly think that it is because Sutton in this moment, I think just the way she goes in so hard, she's like a dog with a bone. She won't let things go like name, name, name. Mm -hmm. That is aggressive. And maybe a little bit of this drinking. I don't want to ever speculate if someone has a drinking problem or not. But maybe just in this particular instance, it's reminding her of uh, her sister, Kim. 
that's what I'm thinking too, unfortunately. I think we're being led there a little bit by production. Yeah. Because they are making it obvious that there is a drinking kind of thing happening. There's a theme. But there's also, there is something about Sutton that is very similar to Kim. A certain level of like kookiness or unpredictability that probably really triggers Kyle Mm -hmm. and especially now sober Kyle who is trying to discuss something with I think she's she's got a little bit of PTSD happening she's going back in time to all of the discussions she's had with Kim and she just kind of was it was too much well even last year remember with the diana jenkins situation kim or kyle goes sutton stop it she i think she almost views her as a little sister type i think there is something in that family where sisters i know i have a sister the dynamics can be very strange but it's like it is it's a control thing yeah for kyle it was a control thing with kim and I can see her now. And Kathy does it to Kyle. Yeah. The Diana Jenkins thing you mentioned where Kyle was trying to get Sutton to stop. And now she's try- like she can't get Sutton under control. Right. So it seems to really be triggering her. I definitely think it's a Kim aspect for mm-hmm. sure. I wonder yeah. how that's going to play out going forward. Very curious. But Sutton will not stand for it. And nor should she. Kyle's not her no. sister or her mother or, or her, her family. Mother. Yeah. No. Yeah, beat no. it. Uh, Kyle needs to sit with that, I think. Honestly, Sutton shouldn't trigger her this badly. I need somebody on the show to realize that that's what's going on. And yeah. I need Kyle to realize and see it in herself and be like, oh, holy shit. Yeah, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I need to address that inside of myself because it's not fair to Sutton. No, it isn't. I feel bad for her. But I also would find her incredibly infuriating. So I get, I get name them, name them. Yeah, name them. Oh, my God. I probably would have short circuited. I think so. (laughs) Honestly, I think so. I would have as well. That is just so excessive and yeah, wowzers. I wonder if Sutton knows that she triggers Kyle. I think she does. And if she's doing that on purpose, especially after the fifth name where you see Kyle like starting to twitch. <laughs> you know, she's just going in even harder. <laughs> Jesus, a- stop it. Let me speak. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that it was like- a great episode and... I cannot wait for next week. I wonder if we're going to continue there or it's going to drop off. I hope we get some resolution in that conversation. I wonder if it's just going to end there or if we're going to see them come back. I don't think Sutton has the self-awareness or uh, maybe she just can't admit things about herself. You know, only in a like funny, disparaging way, like for a laugh, she'll do it. But in all sincerity, I don't know if she'll be like, yeah, I am a bit of an asshole and I do it on purpose sometimes. And I'm a little bit spoiled. So, And I'm a little bit drunk. Yeah, and I'm drunk. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. It will be very interesting. That's pretty much it for yeah. Beverly Hills this week, you guys. Thanks for coming along with us and looking forward to next week. But until then, stay truthful. And not hopeless. Mwah. Love yes. Bye bye. Thank you. Cheers. Oh, is that appropriate? <laughs>
<laughs> name them. No, it's not. No. <laughs> don't name them. I mean, don't name, name them. Name all the reasons you love us in a review on Apple yeah. or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Name them. <laughs> name them. Do I it. Love it. Love it. Do love it. You. Love you. Bye. Bye.